What's up, sales tax nerds? It is sales tax game day. I'm Chad Janicek. I'm here with Patrick Lawler. Patrick, how are you doing today? I'm great. It's game day. Let's go. I, I haven't got a straight answer from you yet, so I'm just going to assume that you already know, but I have withheld uh, looking at the actual like city value, like the city growth or decline number for the whole state until we started recording. I got all the data put into our system, but I have not looked at that number yet. So I'm going to do that right now. Okay, hold on. Time out. Let's first talk about what the projections were. Okay. What our projections were? What our projections were. So we, we had four different people that, that threw projections in this, this month. So uh, Chad's projection, the data nerd himself, his projection was 1.5% down statewide. Okay. I feel like... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Continue. Doug, the finance guy, also known as the Canadian. His projection was down 3.4%. Now, you would think the finance guy is always the most pessimistic, but he wasn't in this case. I was. And I, I want to tell you the reason I was. I, I, my projection was down 4% statewide. The reason I projected that was because I felt like uh, the loss of like the back-to-school shopping would have a significant, significant impact. That's my mindset, mean right? The tax-free shopping? The tax, yeah, the tax-free shopping, at least on that one weekend, which was still there. But, you know, people shop other days than those three days. The other projection we got was from Brittany herself. She says down 2%. That's Brittany Huff. Uh, what is she? UMAN social chair? UMAN social or chair. She's, she's a secretary now. She's a secretary. She's secretary. Yeah, she's secretary. She's on the board. So she's the UMAN secretary, and uh, she is the director, director of operations of for yeah. Yeah, Hudson Oaks. So if anybody wants to send us projections in the future, by the way, send those over to us. Yeah, I think we'll try to... Yeah, we'll find some kind of formal way to do that, and then maybe the closest person can I don't know get like a like, gift card to Chili or something, or like a T-shirt. Doesn't matter. Be fun. We hey, we just bought beanies. We could send beanies out for the winter. Whatever. Just trying to have fun here. Yeah, it's true. All right. So what is the number, Chad? Okay. Hold on. Can I just say that in spot checking a handful of cities, I feel like the cities that I did check at least came in. They looked better than what I was expecting. Um, so here I go. So whoa, 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 hold on. Don't look. Uh-huh. So are you telling me you think your projection is wrong? Based on like the five or six cities that I looked at, I think that my projection could be pessimistic. So you checked Hudson Oaks, Weatherford. I did not Fort check Worth. Hudson Oaks. Okay. No. Dallas. I did not check. Yes. I, I think I did check Dallas. Okay. And by, based on those projections, you, so, you're well, the problem. I, I checked smaller cities, and which, as we've seen, the smaller cities have tended to do better than the bigger cities. So maybe that's kind of skewing my my estimates here. Anyway, let's just look at it. Here we go. And we're we're talking net payments, right? Oh, you're spot on. One point three eight percent. So data nerd himself, the Chad projected a negative 1.5% statewide drop and the actual number came in at negative 1.38%. Pretty incredible, Chad. Congratulations. Thank you. So that's better than last month, which was what, four plus percent down? Yeah, it's like four, four, three, four, four, I think. Okay. So let me, let me walk through real quick before we get into to October. Some of the numbers that I was looking at to get to that number. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just going to act like I'm a savant here because next month I'm going to be way off. But uh, we pulled in industry level data for the 130 plus cities that use Zaktax. So that data is not available to everyone, obviously. But uh, you know, if you if you have your confidential sales tax, you can at least see 
your city's data, um, but we can kind of aggregate and and provide some general information. Um, we track nine different industries, like high level industries in Zactex. And so there are a couple that are not as relevant, uh, like accommodation. Agriculture is about one and a half percent or so of the entire sales tax base across the Zach user you know, system. Mm-hmm. Um, one interesting thing from last month was that uh, retail, which makes up about 47% of the sales tax that's generated by Zach users, was up 12%. Uh, last month, despite the you know four percent drop uh, statewide, everything else was pretty much down. You had food was down about six percent. Professional services, which is where that internet sales tax tends to be, was down twelve percent. But uh, only makes up ten percent. But it only makes up ten percent of that the revenue across the Zach ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, general services, which makes up about 15%, was down 9%. Manufacturing, which makes up about 6% of Zach revenue, uh, was down 24%. Uh, and then there's like a miscellaneous category, which just is about 2%. It's, it's negligible. Um, that actually had a, a big increase in our user base. Now, uh, one thing I'd like to do is just to see exactly how representative the 130 cities that use Zach are, because it's about it's a little more than 10% of the cities. Um, across the state, so that's one thing I'll try to do before next month is to to get a better idea of how how representative it is from an industrial standpoint or an industry standpoint. Um, but seeing that retail didn't take a hit last month, I kind of expected uh, that that food might be maybe a little bit better. Um, but you know, you get to like ag and manufacturing; those are kind of they're so small to the the sales tax base that they can they can swing quite a bit. Same with miscellaneous. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing how small the professional services was relative to the entire uh, system, it, it made me a little bit less worried about the internet sales tax that uh, we lost last month. Um, so I didn't feel quite as, as pessimistic. You know, when we first looked at the 4% down, we didn't know what was composed of it because at this point for this podcast, we only have the public data. So we didn't know, like, wow, is, is uh, internet sales tax that big of a deal? And it, it's not. Uh, it's a it's a smaller portion now. For some cities, it may be a larger percentage, but a, aggregate, uh, it, it wasn't as big of a of a hit to the statewide well, totals. So one of the things to remember on internet sales tax, right, is that it it was sales tax after the first forty dollars. Is that right? I, yeah, I don't even think it's all been Correct. taken off the websites now. So so you know you're you're talking about not sales tax on the whole sixty dollar internet bill. You were talking about only sales tax on twenty of that sixty, right? Correct. So it just at the end of the day, it's a number. It's still a decent size number, but it's not like a everybody's going to take a nine percent loss statewide because this number, which is, you know, some of our clients reached out and like, hey, you know, before they got data, some of them reached out, asked those questions, and we just said, hey, we we don't think internet's going to be as big of a component as as you think it will be. It's still substantial. Still would have been nice for the state of Texas to be able to keep that, but uh, the reality is it's gone, and we have to yep. move on. So jumping into uh, region information, are we ready to jump into regions? Let's do it. Because I, I, I think that gave me... So same thing, when I started looking at cities, you know, my general rule of thumb like, is just the way I work and my comparison methods, right? I, I always start with Hudson Oaks, then I go over to Weatherford, then I go hit Fort Worth, then I go hit Dallas, right? Then I hit usually a couple suburbs. I come back into Parker County, I look a couple other cities. Like, it's just, I don't know. That's just what I do. And when I did that, I was like, wow, DFW is doing really well. 
I was really surprised at, at how, how well DFW was doing. So let's look at that from the CSA level, you know, Dallas, Fort Worth. And, and they did, they had a positive growth of 1.91% uh, period over period. So obviously, you know, better than expected in DFW. And when you dive into those numbers, you start looking at the individual cities and communities. Dallas saw a 10% increase in their tax number. Whoa. Yeah. Um, you know, pretty significant increase there. Seems like things are, you know, until, you know, obviously confidential data is in, we don't know why that is. Their audit payment was only about 161,000, which was, you know, not huge in, in the place of Dallas. Uh, and is this the first time since COVID that Dallas has beat Fort Worth? I think it is the first time since COVID that Dallas has beat Fort Worth. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a true statement. And then uh, Fort Worth was only down 1.42%. So looking at some of the bigs, like Fort Worth, uh, Arlington down 1.37%, Frisco uh, down 2.89%, uh, Plano down 1.4%. But then we get into more of the, the, the further reaching suburbs, uh, Allen up 5.5%, Grand Prairie up 3%. Solid, solid growth for Grand Prairie again, just showing how uh, diversified their economy is. Uh, 2.97% in Mesquite, Louisville up 8.7%. The Colony, strong shopping destination with Nebraska Furniture Mart and everything in that development up 18.51%. Yeah, so the Colony was down 35% last month. Yeah. So, uh, so big, big pickup for them. And that monthly number brought them back into positive territory for the year. Uh, now they're up 4% for the year, um, year to date. So, uh, Coppell down 2%, um, Richardson down 14 big office center there. A lot of offices in Richardson where people go to work every day. Uh, Grapevine down 24%, obviously a uh, big destination for people mm-hmm. to go. Uh, that's going to impact them. Southlake down 8.27%. Uh, that's probably mostly the Apple store. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and, I, I don't and, know if, I don't know if uh, our listeners know this, but, from a per square foot standpoint, Apple stores are basically the biggest revenue generator that you can get. That's if you recruit an Apple store, retail dollars per square foot of any retail store. And if, if you can recruit an Apple store, you should get a pay raise. I'll, I will personally vouch for you if you can recruit an <laughs> Apple store. So uh, Garland uh, down 5.72. Uh, and then, you know, little further stretch Mansfield up uh, Mansfield had had some, some rough months. They're up 11.86% Burleson up 10% uh, Roanoke still down, uh, down 10%. Once again, destination dining. Um, you know, a lot of people come into Roanoke regionally to eat uh, dining, unique dining capital of Texas flower mound down 9%. Uh, the Hills, North Richland Hills up 5.82. Uh, so, I mean, as you can see a lot more ups than there were downs, um, and you know, until we get kind of the data in, it's going to be real difficult to see, you know, was it central city? Was it, uh, was it just, you know, near suburbs or was it, you know, far reaching suburbs? Where was it? It's kind of hard to see, but, you know, looking at Midlothian and places like that, you know, they were all strong enough. Everything out in Parker County was up as well. Um, Hazlitt was down 68%. I'm going to look at that though, because that's got to be some kind of audit adjustment. Yeah. Big, big payment adjustment. The total was 342, and last month their total was 352, and they were up 18%. Hazlitt must have had a one, they had a one time from a previous last month, year. Right? Yeah. Big construction project. They've got a bunch of industrial construction projects that occurred 
over the last couple of years. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, they had a $660,000 audit increase last year. So yeah, there you go. Um, looks like they probably would still be down a little bit, but not the, the true decrease is not 68%. Wow. Well, I'm impressed with the DFW area this month. Last month down 3.5%, this month 1.9% growth. Not bad. I was actually planning to start somewhere else from DFW, but that that good news story kind of kind of makes it necessary. Can we go straight from good to bad and hit Midland Odessa? Yeah, actually I'm looking at this. I'm not sure that this is as bad news as it might seem. What's the yeah. number? Uh you're looking at a total CSA loss of 17.6% in Midland Odessa. And and to be fair, guys, can we celebrate that a little bit? Like we were so negative in last month's game day because the numbers were just ugly, but they've been down like 30%. Yeah, last right? month so, it was 35.8% down. Yeah. So, I mean, to come in at 17.6 is fantastic. Now, when we dig into the actual numbers of the communities there, um, you know, Midland was only down 1.39%. Um, our friends at Odessa still down 34%. That's yeah. wild. That's hard, man. That's tough. Uh, Stanton down 13.10% and Goldsmith coming in with a positive, the only positive in the CSA at 3%. Yeah. 18,000 in revenue. <laughs> yeah. We, we had to do <laughs> this one early. All, but... Yeah. Cause the last couple of months we've always done like middle and Odessa last. And so I felt like we needed to jump on that one early. Cause it's, that is yeah. by far the most negative news. Continuing with uh, somewhat negative news, let's look at Corpus Christi Kingsville uh, CSA down 8.9%. Uh, digging into those numbers, Corpus uh, with another 5% drop. Uh, can you dig into those, um, the Ingle side numbers, Chad? Because it looks like a big audit drop uh, down 68%. That's got to be because they had a big audit payment the month, same month last year. Um, Alice was down almost 30%, 2999 that 9% drop was still only about half of the decrease from last month. So uh, just like with Midland Odessa, even though the Corpus area was down, it was down less than last month. Not to sound like our professors at UNT, but does that mean we're starting to see the bottom and we're on the upswing of the curve of the elasticity of sales tax curve? Does anybody remember this from graduate school? Yeah. The problem is, you know, one data point doesn't make a trend. One month does not make a trend. There you go. So, Look at that. So, Last year, Ingleside had a very, very large prior period collection payment. So it wasn't an audit, uh, but it was about half of their revenue from last month. Last year in October was from previous payments that hadn't been made on time. So yeah, I mean, the good news is, I mean, looking just at Corpus Christi, I mean, they were, they were down last month 13%. They're only down this month 5%, right? So uh, Great news for our friends in Corpus to see some stabilization that's happening. You know, they lost nine hundred and thirty-four thousand last month. They only lost three hundred and forty-three thousand this month. So, uh, you know, once again, one data point doesn't make a trend, but hopefully that continues and we can start to see some stabilization within that CSA region. So, moving on to our next region, I'm jumping all around today, Chad. I'm sorry, but we're going to go to Houston. I know. Okay, get back up to the right. the more populated areas. More populated areas. We're going to jump into Houston and see where they are at. So the city of Houston, a strong loss of $6.2 million, equivalent to 11.2%. Wow. That's a big loss for a big city. That's, yeah, that's worse than last month, too. That is, that is worse than their number last month. The Houston region Should, is, yeah. Yeah. So unlike the other places that we've seen so far, 
the Houston area has tended to be worse than last month. So Houston was lower. Conroe uh, down about a percent versus 2% up last month. Sugarland down 11.5% this month compared to 8% last month. Pasadena was down lower. Pearland a little bit better. Yep. Uh, Galveston a little bit better. Texas League City, City just, a little bit better. Yeah. League City pretty much the League, same. Yeah, but 27% growth. Yeah, still strong growth. Stafford still pretty strong. It's a manufacturing area within the city. Um, you know, they're up 14%. They were up 22 the previous. Um, jump into, you know, Tomball still a little flat. Uh, Katie's up 5.56%. And they were down 11% in the previous. So that's some good news for the city of Katie, my hometown, home of the Katie Tigers. Hopefully 2020 state champions. The uh, look at Bellevue. Go ahead. I'm looking at Mont Bellevue because they've had some pretty big numbers the last couple of years. Yeah. So Laporte down 13.33%. Uh, Chad's looking at uh, Mount Bellevue now, uh, or Mont, sorry. It's 48.59% down, a loss of 592,000. Uh, we're going to look into those numbers, get you a better idea of exactly what happened there. Brenham is up. Uh, good news there. Uh, 4.42%. I spent quite a bit of money in Brenham during the month of August. So I would hope they'd be up. Uh, Shenandoah is flat. El Campo is a little bit down. Liberty is way up. 65%. Something happened last year, 2019 with Mont Bellevue. They went from 6.7 million in 2018, 6.21 million in 2017, 2019, $12 million in sales tax. And then this year, they're still about 10 so far with two months to go. Um, but yeah, something something major happened last year. I don't have a whole lot of uh, knowledge of that area. I don't know if you do or not. Did they get like a new major retailer or a lot of them or something? Or maybe yeah, you know, I'm not kind of one time thing last year. Yeah, probably it looks like one time from last year. Um, you know, I'll tell you, uh, digging into some data here, let's uh, Fulcher, Texas, um, you know, up 18.58%. I'm going to run into October's for Fulcher real quick. I'm going to go back to October of 14. October of 14, they were up 36%, then 15, 40%, then 16, 10%, then October of 2017, 2%, 18, 70, like 69.92. Uh, 2019, they were up 20%. And in 2020, they're up another 18%. So in October of 2016, Fulcher had a payment of $110,000 in October. Uh, and this month, they brought in 341000 in October of 2020. Just incredible growth in Fulcher. Um, and, and very, very well-planned growth as well. If you know anything about that community, they're doing a really good job. So uh, digging into that data, strong, very, very strong, 18% growth. All right, what's your next region, Chad? Uh, why don't we hit San Antonio? It's the next biggest. Down 1.92% as a region. Yep. Last month, down 7%. So improvement. Let's dig in. So the city of San Antonio is down 1.8%. New Bronzeville is up 2.64. Shirts is up 11. Live Oak is up 3.5. Bernie. Up 4.33, new city manager in Bernie. Shout out to him. Uh, Seguin, 0.46%. Selma, 2.48. Uh, Windcrest, one of the few uh, big drops in some of the larger communities, uh, 10%. Seeing a big increase in Converse, home of Converse Judson, powerhouse football school. Just point that out. 39% down. 
Converse, actually, I'm sorry. Let me correct that. They're up 16.9%. Pleasanton was down 39.46%. Okay, so Hondo had a really big decrease, but August, September, October for them last year was just outrageous. Yeah. So I think this is getting getting more back to normal. I don't know if it's a uh, if it's a huge cause for concern for them. Probably expected. Uh, if it's not expected, they can give us a call and we could have helped them expect that one. <laughs> um, our friends at Balcony Heights are still seeing losses another fourteen percent this month. Uh, they've been pretty steady loss wise for the past couple of months. Um, yeah, twenty seven percent last month. Correct. So. Better than last month, uh, but still in that negative territory. Fair Oaks Ranch up 58%. And then we get kind of into some of the smaller communities that uh, just don't bring as much sales tax in. So uh, very, very interesting uh, what happened in the San Antonio region. A little bit more stable than it was uh, in last month's numbers. So are you ready for East Texas? No, no, no. Since we're in the South Central Texas area, let's switch over to the MSAs and head to Austin. There we go. Round Rock, Georgetown. Which have been, Austin not so much, but some of the cities outside of Austin have done quite well through COVID and continue to do so. Austin down 3.58%. Round Rock down 6.08%. San Marcos, another strong performance, up 21.3%. Georgetown up 17%. Cedar Park up 6.5%. Pflugerville up 18.24%. Man. Uh, so where was Pflugerville last month? Do we have that one? Uh, Pflugerville was up 16% last month. Okay. So yeah, another strong performance. Uh, B cave up 4.94. Kyle up 11.6. Bastrop up 9.8. Buda up 5.37. Leander up almost 17%. Chad's hometown. My hometown. Yep. Hutto. Is it the rhinos in Hutto? Is that what it is? Can't remember. Hippos. Hippos is the hippos. And they have yeah. the hippos all over town. You gotta go for that uh, alliteration. True. Up 32.13%. Uh, Sunset Valley, which is... Um, our favorite little city. Our favorite little city because they're per capita one of the highest generators. Oh, it's not one of. It's by far the highest. Yes, it is. Uh, we, were, we were trying to catch up to them when we were in Hudson Oaks. And, and maybe one day Hudson Oaks will be able to catch up. Uh, but right now, Sunset Valley dominates the per capita generation of sales tax, and they were down 6.81%. Uh, Lakeway was also down 2.49%. Tripping Springs, though, home of lots of breweries and, and little winery tasting areas, up 17.22%. And Westlake Hills, down 14.78%. Elgin, I went to college with the mayor of Elgin, up 1.28%. Are you going to mention that every month? Every month. He's an Aggie, by the way, class of 2006. Whoop. That's going to get cut out from the podcast, guys. If you didn't hear that, I'm sure. Chad's not going to allow it to happen in our podcast. Liberty Hill, 42.43% up. Big increase. And Gerald down 16.82%. Interesting. So let's summarize that one real quick. Okay, so last month, the Austin area, 2.2% growth, 2.5% this month, so... Well, it'll be stable, but again, as you mentioned, that's largely coming from outside Austin. Yep. But man, those surrounding cities. Oh, they're killing it. Had pretty good performance this month. They're killing it. It's the, it's, it, it, it's the most wrong we were, right? I mean, if you look at like our COVID forecasting when we were looking at what was going to happen, the most wrong we were 
was in like the Pflugerville, San Marcos's, Huddo's, like yeah, those that are, Central like, Texas area. That Central Texas area, like something crazy's happening over there, and uh, they're growing like a weed uh, from a sales tax perspective, and and yeah, we just the weirdest we spreading. The weirdest spreading. The weirdest <laughs> spreading from Austin. <laughs> That's true. In the tie-dye shirts. So, but yeah, just very interesting uh, what's happening over there. A little different than the other regions, for sure. I wish some of that like positive energy would transmit itself to the Texas football team. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen because Texas is terrible. Yeah, sorry, Chad. But I did lose to Alabama yeah. this week. So I, I, I really didn't say anything to you about Texas this week because yeah. we played so poorly against Alabama. Well, it's Texas OU week. So even though I've kind of turned apathetic, I still have something in the tank for this week. Are you going to go drive through for a, uh, a Fletcher's Corny Dog at the State Fair? People are waiting like two and a half hours in a drive through line. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to do that. Um, that just doesn't seem like something that sounds fun to me. <laughs> but Yep. So I, I, don't, I don't know how many people across the state this... So Golden Chick, I think, is across the state, but this may just be a North Texas thing. But you apparently can get a Fletcher's Corny Dog from Golden Chick right now because the State Fair, obviously, you can't get them. So they're making gold, they're making Fletcher's corny dogs at Golden Chick. So that's what Chad's going to go get for lunch today. Well, it's lunchtime right now as we're recording this. Yes, it is eleven fifteen. If we want to get this, if we want to get this out today, I'm going to probably have to skip lunch or just have some like pistachios or something. The life of a skinny person. Coffee never, and pistachios. You would never say to me, Patrick, skip lunch. That's just that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, okay, uh, you want to you want to jump up to East Texas. Yeah, so let's let's. I'm going to go back into CSAs, and I'm going to go to Tyler Jacksonville, check out that okay. uh, East Texas area. So, so last month about one percent drop. This month about three point seven percent growth in the Tyler Jacksonville area. Yep, and Tyler by far carries the weight of this region. There's really only three to five cities or so that that have any like seriously significant sales tax growth here. So, uh, Tyler was was up just slightly, point one five percent. That only accounts for a growth of about. $5,400. Uh, their net payment was $3.6 million. Uh, Lindale um, was up $34,000 or 13.4%. Uh, Rusk, which is also a generator in that area, up 161%. That's a big number, um, which only accounted for $77,000 in growth in that region. Uh, White House was up 36% with $24,000 in growth. And Bullard was up 26% with $10,000 in growth. So, a about 95 or so percent of rust growth was audit collections. Oh, there you go. So they'd, they'd be about flat otherwise. Yeah. So uh, not, not too bad. So looking, I'm going to jump over uh, into the like Amarillo, Pampa, uh, Borger area. So, uh, so last month, I think Amarillo got our like Shining Star Award. Yep. Yep. That The Amarillo area. Uh, they were up. 2.3% last month. Oh, no, they didn't. El Paso won it last month. Yeah, El Paso 3.7% growth. But still, 2.4% growth last month. Not quite as rosy this month. Uh, just barely uh, above even at 0.3%. Yeah, when we dig into those numbers, Amarillo did not perform near as well as it had in the past. Amarillo was only up 0.5%. Yeah, uh, it's going to be the large chunk of, of the, yeah. uh, the revenue in that area. Yeah, Amarillo makes up but, uh, you know, a payment of like $6.5 million. And, and your next largest city is Pampa. They bring in about 360 a month. Uh, they were down 4%. Border was down 15.64. Uh, 
And then Canyon coming in strong now with a growth of uh, 16.21%. So probably not competing for the Shining Star Award this month like they were last month. It was close between El Paso and Amarillo. Uh, but let's jump into El Paso since we're talking about that. Yeah, let's just go all over the place. Just from one corner of the state to the other. Yeah, that's correct. We're just going to jump all over. Once again, because he doesn't listen to our podcast, uh, El Paso is the home of Justin Bass. One of these days, he'll reach out to us and say, hey, you said my name on a podcast. Uh, El Paso coming in everyone strong again. Everyone listening to this has no idea who Justin Bass is, but that's okay. No, but look him up, look him up on LinkedIn and be like, man, there's this podcast that talks about you every month. If somebody does that, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so El Paso, Texas, uh, $7.7 million payment, 2.2% uh, up. Uh, Horizon yeah, that's City, down about a percentage point from last month. Yeah. The last month, they were up 3.26%. Horizon City up 22% compared to 17% growth last month. So they've got some steady stuff going on over there. Mm -hmm. Socorro, 27.48%. And then Anthony up 7%. And once you get past that, you kind of drop into cities that are just uh, smaller numbers for sure. So what's next, Chad? So Okay, so you got El Paso area at 2.8%. You got McAllen, Edinburgh at 2.8%. That's going to be largely well, McAllen and Edinburgh. So McAllen down about 4.6%, Edinburgh up 25 Far up 16%. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised this is pretty well distributed among the top cities. For some reason, I thought McAllen was just going to be more dominant in terms of the revenue generated down there. Yeah, they. It's it is really interesting. I mean, you know, FAR is up 16%, Mission's up 7%, Westlaco is up 8%. All of those cities have payments larger than a million dollars a month. Um, you know, McAllen still Rio dominates, but it's it's not as dominant as you would expect it to be. Yeah, Rio Grande City's 18%. San Juan 12, Donna at 18%. Mercedes down 30%. Let me check on that one. Uh, Mercedes has an international bridge crossing, right? Like an international shopping bridge crossing. I may be wrong about that, but I'm pretty confident. Uh, yeah, that's just down. They're just down. Current period collections of 518 last year, down to 363 this year. So that's just straight up decline, unfortunately. Yeah, Mercedes has an international port of entry. Um, and so with obviously with COVID, they're going to be impacted because you can't cross the shop as much as you normally would. Very interesting there. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up with a couple of more. Uh, let's do yeah, Lubbock, the Lubbock Plainview Leveland area. So Lubbock coming in strong with growth, two percent. Plainview, ten percent. Lubbock by far dominates this region, uh, but there are some decent sized small cities. So last month that region had half a percent decline. This month, one point six six percent growth. Almost all of it from from Lubbock. the city of Lubbock. Yeah, correct. So. Um, Plainview was up 10%. Uh, Leveland was down 14.33%. Wolferth was up 25%. Strong growth from the city of Wolferth. And then once you get into that, you get into cities that have a little lower uh, growth. Uh, Slayton had a 0.92% loss. Victoria, Port Lavaca? Ooh, 11% decline, almost 12% uh, decline. That's, yeah. that's a big hit. Let's look into that one. Uh, Victoria is way down 7.38%. Port Lavaca is yeah. down 34%. Be real interested to know what the local reasoning is for that one. Uh, Port Lavaca is down because they had a $151,000 audit payment last year. Oh, so they're actually up. They're actually up if you take that out. So instead of being down $145,000, they would be up about $6,000. Sweet. 
good for them. Victoria just down to be down 7.38% down. Yeah. Just down to be down. So jumping into the, um, Brownsville, Harlingen, Raymondville, CSA beach country in that area. Yeah. We saw a pretty big decline last month. Did we not? We did. Yeah. Yeah. 7.7% down last month. Doing better this month. Just yeah, about just, six tenths of a percent down. Yeah, not not too bad. Brownsville is still down pretty significantly, six point five six percent. But Harlingen came in much stronger at five point nine percent growth. San Benito came in at thirteen percent growth. Uh, South Padre Island still impacted by uh, the slowing of tourism. And uh, yeah, but that's a lot better. That's five percent down versus thirty three percent last month. Yep. Port Isabel was down twenty seven percent last month. Only five percent, four point eight percent this month. Got to be careful in Port Isabel. It's the big bridge when you cross on the South Padre. Some cool stuff there, though. Nice little uh, pirate restaurant that's uh, right there as you cross the bridge to go to South Padre Island. Um, Los what Fresnos. was that burger place that we went to? Uh, that was Burger Fi. TCMA. Oh, that was that, Burger, burger Fi. Okay. Yeah, but it was, like, it was like one of the first burger fies in Texas. So we never had it before. What really impressed me when I was in South Padre was that pizza place. I can't remember the name of that pizza place, but that pizza was really good. So Los Fresnos is down 13.44%. Laferia is down 13.81%. And no, Ravenville. No no no. no, no, no. Sorry, Laferia is up. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're up, bud. Yeah, my bad. Th- there's my bad. no parentheses around those numbers. So yeah, last month, Los Fresnos was up to uh, Raymondville up 7.8%. This month, no, Raymondville is down 7%, but Los Fresnos is up 13 Yep. Laferia up almost 14 So that's pretty consistent with last month, too. Not, not too bad. Uh, fairly decent as a region, some good recovery out of that area compared to what we've seen in months, uh, months previous. Going to my favorite area of the state, Kerrville, Fredericksburg. Uh, Kerrville up 5.73%, Fredericksburg up 5.33%, and Ingram up 1.45%. I said this last month, I'll say it again. This area of the state is ranked like number one or two in the nation by Airbnb for uh, vacations currently. So there's a lot of people travel in this area of the state. It's a beautiful area. Great to kind of just go hang out with your spouse, but good, solid growth. Clearly in the running for a shining star region in the state with 5.44%. Okay. Since we have literally bounced around the entire state with no discernible justification for why we go from one place to the next, let's hit some of these MSAs, uh, the smaller ones that we um, have kind of skipped over. We can start. So when you said that you were going to your neck of the woods, I thought you were talking about. Brian College Station. Um, I don't know if you got that number pulled up, but 11.6% growth. Yep. Solid. College Station up 4.99%. Brian up 27.75. Uh, Brian Can was I, down big last month, weren't they? Oh, Brian, they were both down last month. Uh, College Station is now just down 1.27% for the, for the year. Um, the students are back in town. Things are happening again in College Station, Texas. Same thing with Brian. More people are out yeah, and about. The, the football's so bad, they got to go just go oh, wow. shopping. Really? <laughs> really? That's what you got. So, well, uh, you know, they got to leave in the fourth quarter when you're down by 20 so that they can go, you know, go ahead and get the festivities started to kind of drown the, the sorrows. This is the problem. This is what you don't know about AM because you're, you're not like your brothers, you, you aren't a part of the culture of AM. You don't leave in the fourth quarter when you're losing. I'm going to post in the show notes. I'm going to post plenty <laughs> of empty stadium photos, particularly during Alabama games. All, 
all of them photoshopped. All I know is when my team's down 15 with three minutes to go, we find a way to pull it out. Against Texas now, Tech? Why, why, why are we down 15 in the third quarter or the fourth quarter? That's a good question. But that we find a way question. to pull it out. I, sorry for all the Tech fans. TCU fans got my scoreboard this past week. So, you know, it is what it is. But yep. let's I, not I'm make this whole podcast about football. We spent like 10 minutes talking about college football on the last episode. The so last let's one. not do the same thing here. That's right. Can we, uh, we're going to talk about baseball at the very end, by the way. Because uh, that, that's an important topic to hit today, uh, but Hearn, Texas, down twenty eight percent. Caldwell down twenty three percent. So some pretty significant drops uh, outside of that area. Uh, but Franklin, which doesn't bring in a ton, is up three point five nine for that region. What other MSAs do we have to hit, Chad? Right, we're gonna just go up Highway Six to Waco. Waco's up about one percent. Woodway fourteen percent. Hewitt nine point three. Lacey Lakeview forty two percent. Let me check on that. Yeah. Big. That's just growth. No major wow. auto payments. Yeah, that's just growth. Good for them. Uh, Robinson up 9.3. Really, McGregor is the only only bigger collector in uh, that MSA that was down. They were down 29%. Wow. So I'm going to jump into the San Angelo MSA. Uh, San Angelo up 15.77%. An increase of 371,000. Wow. It's a big increase. Was that an audit payment? Yeah, last month they were down six. Yep. There is an audit payment in San Angelo's data. The audit payment covers most of the increase. Actually, most of the increase. It, yeah, without the audit payment, that's a negative. So, Correct. So $385,000 audit payment that came in during that period. Interesting there in San Angelo. See who else we got on here. I think we've pretty much hit everybody. Yeah, Sherman Denison. So Sherman Denison area of 3%. Uh, Sherman, 1.6% growth. Denison down about 16%, though. Van Alstine up 25%. Whitesboro, 31 Gunter, 258%. Now, that's not a huge portion of the revenue, but... It's a big increase for a little city. It's massive. So I'm going to jump into uh, Nacogdoches, um, one of my favorite downtowns in the state of Texas. Pretty cool place. Uh, Nacogdoches was up 7.84%. Good growth. Okay, let's look at some more of those West Texas towns. You got the Andrews area down 28%, Pecos down 60%. 61, yeah, 61.28 for Pecos, the city of Pecos. Yeah, big, big fracking country out there, man. I mean, a lot of oil and gas business, and when the rig count is down, Pecos is going to take a hit. Yep. Yeah. That's all real numbers, 61% drop. Big big numbers in, in West Texas still. So now that we've kind of run through all of those, Chad, who is the shining star? Okay, so if we're looking at CSA, so the, you know the the biggest aggregated uh, geographic areas, mm-hmm. McAllen Edinburgh has got to take it, even though it's the same percentage growth as the El Paso area, just because it's it's a it's a larger net increase of you know four hundred thousand at two point eight percent versus two twenty five at two point eight percent. So I'd say the shining star. McAllen Edinburgh. I'm going to agree with you. I think we do have to give a special shout out to the Dallas Fort Worth region. Yeah, I was, I, I kind of waffled on that there at the last minute. I, I agree with you. I'm mm-hmm. very surprised that uh, DFW uh, has showed almost 2% growth. It's just a very resilient and, economy in DFW, right? Yeah. So and I think if you were looking at probably like the single city, it would have to be Dallas to like finally pull out of that negative trend. Mm-hmm. finally beat Fort Worth over the past six or seven months. It doesn't happen very often because Fort Worth is an amazing place. 
the yeah, Austin area continues to do well despite the city of Austin itself. But man, Houston, that Houston area is still just Isn't that how everything goes though? Like despite the city of Austin itself. And the city of Austin is a it's great a special place. place. Great place to visit. Special. It's a great place to visit. I don't miss living there, but <laughs> it is a special place. And the restaurants are really good. I do miss Moonshine. My favorite restaurant in the whole state of Texas, by the way, Moonshine. So what's up with Houston? What do you mean? Oil and gas is what's up with Houston. I mean, it's where all the executives in the oil and gas business live. And obviously, Houston is struggling. Uh, I just look at the unemployment data coming out of the... Yeah, but just look at the unemployment data coming out of the state, right? Your, t- your two hardest hit regions of the state from an unemployment standpoint, Chad, are, are West Texas and Houston. So, I mean, Houston is always a boom or bust economy. It's always going to lead in the bust and it's always going to lead in the boom. So that's what we're seeing right now in the city of Houston. Uh, COVID also has been a little worse in Harris County than it has been in other areas of the state. Um, and it's a very international destination. I mean, Houston is super international compared to any other region of the state. They do a lot of international commerce. And when a lot of that international commerce is shut down, this is, this is what happens. Okay. Don't well, don't ever don't ever 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 though count out Houston, Texas. This region will bounce back. No problem. clutch city. Clutch city. You can be down. That's reaching way back, like twenty five years. You can be down three games to one, and Houston will come back and win it all. Okay. Yeah. Spe- speaking of Houston, head- this is a great transition to baseball. No, 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 no. Before you get there. So that oh. I can put another disclaimer so that we can let people know they don't have to listen to the rest of the episode. Okay. We've been through this now like seven months. Um, well, I guess like what, five or six months worth of actual sales tax data. You know, last month we had a, a pretty big drop statewide, uh, especially relative to what we had seen the previous couple of months. Not so bad this month, but where, I mean, where are we headed, do you think? Like, what's sort of your prognostication about how things are trending? So I'm not somebody who says that all depends on the election, right? Let me, let me first start with that. Uh, I, I am not somebody who says, well, that's all based on what goes on in November. But I will say, before most presidential elections, you see, you see a stagnation of economic activity, right? It's not always true, but most of the time it is. And so I, I think you're going to see a flat behavior. I think we're going to continue to see flat numbers for the next couple of months, um, somewhere between zero, you know, down one and a half or up one and a half, I think, you know, statewide. Um, and, you know, I think the Texas economy is resilient. I mean, it, you know, I think it's going to grow. I think as COVID eventually passes us, I'm not saying that's going to happen next month, but as that occurs, Texas is still going to be the hottest state in the 50. There's, there's no doubt. So. You know, I, I think we're going to see growth. I think we probably saw, in my opinion, I think we probably saw the bottom last month. One data point doesn't make the trend, but I think last month was probably the bottom. We'll start to see some growth from there. I think even if you look at what the comptroller has written in his fiscal notes over the last month, even the comptroller has started to admit that maybe his initial projections were a little um, hefty. Dire. Dire in the losses. So, uh, yeah. So, I, I think we're going to see some growth. Um, I think we'll be flat for the next couple of months just because of the election activity. Um, I think as we get into the Christmas season, we could be we could be in a position where we get another dip in December. Uh, so so data that we would get in February, I think we have a possibility of getting a pretty 
big dip just because you're going to have an economic pullback that's still going on during Christmas season. But after that, I think we really start to flow out. I think once we get into 2021, people are going to be ready to just get out there and go. Uh, so that's my prediction. Where do you think we're going to be? So all of our forecasting that we did uh, for clients and also just for ourselves over the past few months, we treated the first, say, six months or so of this new fiscal year as, as that really elastic area where you know we, we could still potentially see declines. Uh, and then the last half of the fiscal year started to see that bounce back. And uh, either some of those declines from the first half were kind of washed away or actually uh, you know, saw net growth. Um, I, th- I think that's still kind of where we are. I'll continue to say that the longer COVID goes on, I think that there will be compounding effects that will have to be overcome once we get past it, whatever that looks like. I hope that last month is sort of the indicative of the bottom. Uh, you know, of course, I don't remember what the number was in for like March and April sales tax. I know we kind of expected that to be the absolute bottom just because so much was closed down. Um, do, you, do you have any recollection of what that number was? I, I don't, but I just know that stimulus played a big role in making sure that we kind of, the bottom moved forward. Um, there was so much cash flow in the retail sector from stimulus. So, well, I'd still say that probably over the next six months, you're still going to have some fluctuation and uncertainty. Um, and it'll probably be at least until that February, March timeframe uh, that you start to see a little bit more consistent growth and kind of getting back to normal. But hopefully we can keep the declines to about what we saw this month. Um, not too much worse. Uh, and throw in a few positive months in there along the way just to kind of keep things keep things level and and righted as it were. Okay, so I've got to wrap up. So I've got to talk about one thing before we go and nobody has to listen to the podcast after this point. Okay. Go. But my Astros at this point have swept the Twins. They've put two games on Oakland where they have hit just absolute bombs. And trust me, they're playing in LA. Nobody left them trash cans. Okay, they probably took all trash cans out of dugouts. I'm joking. But the reality is, if the Astros make it to the World Series, will that shed the bad rap of the, the trash crows? No. And here's why. Okay. If you look at uh, batting performance this year relative to the trash can year, it's statistically significant uh, in terms of it being worse than Not- that year. Hold on. Not in the playoffs. Yeah, but the playoffs are such a small sample size. That's why Moneyball took so long to actually work. You had Billy Bean who won. The Oakland A's won 20 straight games. But you're comparing a 60-game season Uh to a 160-game season. Yeah, I think think 60 games. Uh, If anything, I think it's probably... 60 games is enough uh, for a baseline level of performance. Right. I mean, I just, I just, I a just, best think it's of seven series, a best of seven series, anything can happen. But over 60 games, you start to get a lot more consistency. I mean, that's half a season almost. I, I just want and to point by out the all star break, you have a pretty good idea of how people are, are performing. I just want to point out that everybody out there said that the A should be smoking the Astros and it's not happening. At the end of the day, the Astros still have elite talent and elite talent wins baseball games. Just is what it is. Yeah. We're not going to solve all the world's problems in this discussion. 
but I'm proud of my Astros. We're going to the series sometime. I don't know <laughs> if it's going to be this year. <laughs> but anyways, well, guys, thanks a lot for um, joining us today on game day. Uh, obviously, a little better news this time than we had last month. Uh, so I'm, I've kind of got a little pep in my step today. And uh, we hope that you do too. If you've got any questions, if you're a client of ours, you got any questions about your data as it comes in, please, as always, never a charge for reaching out to us, asking us questions or for us to help dig into your data with you. Uh, feel free to reach out. So until next time, we'll see you on the next game day. Bye, Chad. Bye, Pat.